Hey, welcome to Service Sharp. This is a podcast all about ServiceNow. We will be talking strategy, architecture, uh, technology, uh, just everything ServiceNow. We are not affiliated with ServiceNow. The opinions expressed are our own. We are just a couple of uh, people that are very passionate about the platform. So hope you'll join us for every episode. And without further ado, here we go. Hey, welcome to Service Sharp. This is a podcast all about ServiceNow. We will be talking strategy, architecture, uh, technology, uh, just everything ServiceNow. We are not affiliated with ServiceNow. The opinions expressed are our own. We are just a couple of uh, people that are very passionate about the platform. So hope you'll join us for every episode. And without further ado, here we go. All right, welcome back. This is Jason Gibson with Service Sharp. I have Brent Peters and Randy Haas with me. Uh, we are talking today about uh, Portal and about uh, user experience. So, without further ado, um, uh, Brent, to uh, let you introduce yourself, uh, you and Randy. Uh, Brent Peters, uh, Systems Architect for ServiceNow, or on the ServiceNow app. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't work for service now. Yeah. I'm Randy Hawes. I'm just, uh, just a guy that likes service now. <laughs> that's, that's always, they, well, like, that's kind of all of us. We all, we all oh, just yeah. like service now. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, we're talking about portals, and one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about is – um, something that I see pretty pretty frequently um, that people are building a portal and they don't know who they're building a portal for. Um, they so to be a little bit um, straightforward here, a portal is not for your IT department. Your portal is for your end users, and um, but who is that exactly, and 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 how do you build it for them? Um, Brent, do you have any thoughts on that? I have all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> Maybe um, not on that, but I got lots of, I got lots of thoughts. Well, I kind of do on that. There, there are um, now. When you're saying portal, you mean the um, the website that the end user goes to and talks and looks for information, puts in their tickets, checks on statuses, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, when I think portal, I think of any of those type of websites that you do in the service portal. So it's not just um, the end user site. You also have the timesheet portal. Uh, PPM now has a portal. There's all kinds of different portals in there. But um, yeah, end user, when you're, uh, no matter what kind of portal you're, you're doing, end user or you're doing something for timesheets or you're doing some other special portal, portal you do need to focus on the end user, the customer that's going to be using it. So you got to make it formatted for them, easy for them, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's, this is so important because, um, you know, we frequently get the question about how do you get buy-in? How do you get the program to roll forward and, and uh, get the company engaged? This is where you do it is, is at the portal level where the customer meets the product. You got to knock it out of the park. Yes. Well, and I find that portals, everybody wants to redo the portal from the out-of-the-box configuration. Um, there's a lot of things you can do to configure it, um, staying within the realm of service now and actually not have to do major customizations or adding widgets. Um, 
branding is the number one thing. Yeah, go in right. there and put in your colors, your your company colors or uh, color color schemes, that kind of stuff. That that's the easiest thing to do. You know, I was talking to a customer today about putting, uh, changing the uh, colors in their portal, the the overall colors, and so changing the bootstrap colors. So for the people that don't really know what that is, that's kind of the standard colors that they're in the system in the in the portal and you can change those basic uh, basic colors by using um, you know your your portal editor editor so you go in there and you can actually go in into the designer and change that and you can change in it one place and it changes it throughout the portal do you right. think those kind of things are, are a good idea to, to to brand in that into that granularity? Um, I kind of do because it makes, if you can make it familiar, um, to the, to the employees. So, uh, one of the, one of the customers, mainly I've worked in like healthcare. So one of our customers, uh, the, the wanted the, um, the portal done, they wanted it to be the same colors and the same look and feel as their SharePoint sites that the nurses use every day. So it just made the nurses or the customers at that point more comfortable in using it. Oh, this is just another extension of this. Even though it's two separate apps, it just made it uh, more comfortable for them. So you got to kind of look at that kind of stuff. So yeah, just a branding kind of changed their view on it and made them go, oh, okay, I can do this. Well, it makes them not think that they went to some, clicked the wrong link, if you would, and went to right. some other yep. site that's spoofing them or trying to steal their information or something to that effect. Yes. That's, that's kind of what I feel when I go from one site to another and I'm like, um, something doesn't feel right. It just doesn't seem or look the same. Yep. Um, yeah. It kind of puts them at ease. Okay. This is our, it has our logo. It has our color scheme. It has the phone numbers to our service desk, that kind of stuff. So yeah, branding is, is a good way to make them comfortable to start with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to go a little bit further and talk about, I hear constantly that you need to, to be Amazon-like or that uh, we, need to conf- we need to make it uh, e- where any user can, can get through and understand it and developing it basically what I call for the least common denominator. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know, it's, it's that low point. <laughs> yeah. It, it, when I started in IT, they used to say, hey, you know, write your manuals for a third grader. Well, nowadays, whenever you're starting to do websites and de- developing technology for people, you can't really say design it for a third grader because third graders started using iPhones when they were babies. So mm-hmm. they know technology better than most people. So design for the older generation so that it's easy to use. Design <laughs> now, it for the baby boomers. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> you know close to that older generation, so I can understand that. But yes, you got to make it simple. You got to, which out of the box is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little busy in my view, but um, they try to get as much info on one page as possible. Uh, but mm-hmm. You know, that's a common mistake that IT people make when designing stuff is trying to jam everything into one area and you really need to keep it super simple. And, you know, I hear Amazon, but I always think of Apple. I mean, the reason why 
three-year-olds can pick up iPhones and figure them out. And the reason why, you know, grandparents can pick them up and for the most part figure out all the basic functions is because they spent a lot of effort and time figuring out how to be, make it the simplest, most useful interface that they can do. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's one, one of the reasons I, I really hate it when people talk about Amazon. Because if you go to Amazon, it is not a simple site. If you've never been to Amazon, it, you do have some basics. Okay, I need to shop and there's a search. And then, you know, but it's not really a simple website. And, oh, and go to Amazon and try to get a chat. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. they're not easy to find. No. But there's a reason. Right. Okay, I just brought up an out-of-the-box um, portal, and I have not seen this in a while. And, yeah, it's very busy. I remembered it being busy, but this is busier than what I remembered. So grid, they, they went even further. But I'm, I'm going to tell you that the uh, – but I see people take that one that's already a little busy and make oh, it – yep. they make it so much busier. They want everything on that front page. Um, I get it. You want to reduce clicks. Absolutely. But reducing clicks and sacrificing the UI in the end is just not going to get you where you want to go. Right. Um, one thing that I, I will have to say that if, if, if uh, because portals not that hard to do, but widgets are a little different. So if you don't know the Angular language and all that kind of stuff, building a custom widget is kind of, kind of fun. Um, but there are some out of the box widgets that you know you can always go out and add your tweaks to so you can make it a instance of that widget on that page so um cleaning it up it can be kind of easy but you know uh moving things around renaming things does help and try to keep it clean and pointed towards your customer that's going to be using it yeah, clean and simple. Um yep. but also don't change the functionality of the system. There's a reason that it, that you, there is the button that allows you to create an incident, right? There's yep. a reason that there's a button that goes to the catalog. I've seen customers come in and go, well, we're going to have it create, for example, an interaction. And, that, and so instead of an incident, it creates an interaction that goes to the service desk. Service desk gets overloaded, check. Chat goes crazy. Everything gets insane, and they want to change it back. And and so I've seen that happen many times before, where they change a functionality, a core functionality, not just any function, but a core functionality, and they're not really usually very happy with it because you know the long term strategy is keeping it simple, keep it as out of box as possible, with the configurations. And the, that you can do. Now, you said it. You can take all that stuff off the bottom, clean that up, make two button, make three buttons, and you can do that without any kind of customization. Right. Yep. And so that's that, clarity, that's right? You do. Yes. You, you um, have the. You don't. People don't understand that when you're messing with the portal, as long as you're not changing widgets. In the code itself, now that doesn't mean configuring widgets. You can configure a widget oh, in yes. all day long. Yep. But if you're going in and you're changing the code and you're copying the widget and you're using the copy, that's that's a little different. Um, but there's so much you can do to make it better without doing any of that. Right. 
Now you can do that, but you can make it better without having to do that. So it is kind of a, you know, point and click. They do have the designer, the page designer and the widget designers, that kind of stuff. So that helps kind of move you along, point you where you need to go. Um, but to go back to your don't change the functionality thing, I, I really agree with that. The point of this supportal is to kind of help the customer do a self-service kind of thing. Um, the original portal that they had, the uh, content one, it was a um, employee self-service. So it was pointed towards self-service. They call it service portal now, but it's still self-service. You try to automate so that the middleman doesn't get in there. If I open a, a request for to order a laptop, I don't want that to go to the service desk every time. I want it to go to the people that are going to actually get me the laptop. Exactly. So try to make those as streamlined as possible. Yeah. It, it's hard. I, I know people want an easy button, right? They want, <laughs> they want an easy button. They want to walk in and say, and, and there is some of that with service now. Um, yeah. If you want an easy button, get, go get chat with a, with a, with a, a virtual agent because you can build the conversations and that's an, that is a fairly simple, very, very wonderful system to create that kind of easy button, but don't try and create an easy button without the easy button yeah I uh, I don't know I've had the request of having a button that would just you know pretty much read the mind of the user and <laughs> log a ticket for them that's not going to happen no one no, no. you can't do that but I can give them three buttons and say click the one that pertains to what you want well, the other thing I don't understand is if you look at the portal, there was the last portal, there's one portal that I have that's, that is um, your catalog, which is request something, your incident, which is something's broken, you know, and knowledge, which is knowledge, which often we change to policy or whatever they want. But there, those are three basic, just very distinct things in is something broken? Are you requesting something? Or do you want knowledge? I right. don't see why they, they, they keep coming back sometimes and going, you know, we just don't know where to go. Right. And that's another thing where we were talking about earlier. You got to point it towards your customer. What are the customers going to be doing? If you, if you don't talk to your customer, at least talk to your service desk and say, hey, when the customers call in, what do they say? Right. Oh, this is broken. Okay, well, then yeah. put something broken, and they click that. Or um, I need to re- order something. Well, okay, put a, a button that says order order here or something like that. So you kind of have to kind of lean, lean towards their language of how they do things, too, uh, yeah. within a reason. No, I think that's extremely important. Do your research. Take the time to figure out how the customer is going, you know, how – they generally like to interact with the system and then design it to match what your culture is. Yes. You know? uh, because that makes, that makes a huge difference. Uh, you want it to be as natural as possible and it's, <clears throat> it's not easy, but I mean, you can break it down into smaller categories and drive them through the process. If you know uh, enough about what, what they're going to be looking for, you know, right. I, I'll never forget the first knowledge I went to Netflix presented their, um, their portal, and this was way back before. Um, oh my goodness, uh, this was. Um, Wasn't it Eureka? What? Yeah, Eureka or. Uh, yeah, I think so. Eva one. Um, 
Yeah, it was Eureka. And uh, anyways, they had their portal looking just exactly like the Netflix catalog. Yep. And so people walked up and they had a little movie cover and it said something broken. And they had another movie cover and it said, uh, need to get something. And you know what I mean? And the people could just drive right through it and their adoption rate was sky high with it. Yeah. Uh, because their self-service adoption rate was sky high with it because of how much thought they'd put into it. But you've got to do that. You've got to, um, I, um, yeah, you got to plan it out. You got to get their buy-in their, their help on that kind of stuff well, and focus nothing. towards them. I can, Oh, go ahead, Jason. No, I was just going to say there's, there's nothing wrong with, customizing it to and and even doing those massive customizations and building the widgets and really making it your own there's nothing wrong with that as long as you understand that you will then you will support those widgets right right yep yeah once you clone a widget it's yours uh they're not going to support it for you but yeah i mean getting that going is but you know even if you don't clone a widget you can take the order something button that they already have on there and pull it up in designer and change the word verbiage that kind of stuff so but it also goes to if you order something you click that and then you have 600 categories and in your catalog that's going to be an issue too so you have to keep keep all of the design of the portal and your catalog and how the forms look and that kind of stuff towards your customer because the customer is not going to fill out a form that has 600 questions on it. They're just going to go, never mind. I'm calling the phone, the phone number and waiting on hold for 20 minutes. Yeah. My, my rule of thumb is, is pretty much constantly uh, in each catalog item or not catalog item in each uh, category there, there doesn't need to be more than 10 or 12 items um, if you can get to it now, but you don't need more than 10 or 12 categories either. So there's a balancing act. If you have a huge catalog, you've got to be able to balance. You don't want anything with one in it because that was just ridiculous, right? Right. So you, you got to do that, but you also, there are some exceptions to that, by the way, that I've run into with like uh, hardware because it's kind of hard if they have, if they allow anybody in their dog to, in the corporation to log in and order whatever they want from the system, like uh, cables, you've got to have every cable that is available in there. So you could end up having a hundred cables. Uh, as different items, but um, so that is, that is there is true. there is those exceptions. But you also want to keep it as easy and categorized as as a customer would think. Um, so you know you're not going to put um, uh, something about network cards. You're going to say computer accessories or something that they're used to, like a what. If you go to Best Buy, you're not going to be looking for specific things. You're, they categorize them that way. So you kind of have to look at that kind of stuff, especially towards how your customers call the things. Back to that. Well, exactly. Plus, we can't forget, there's a great search function in ServiceNow. Yes. 
Yep. You need to, I think you should, you should work as, you know, very hard on showing and teaching your users to use the functionality of search. Now, a lot of people have said to me, it's the worst search ever. I never can find anything. And I, and, and I have an answer for that because what has happened is there are metadata in every one of those catalog items. And if you haven't put the correct metadata in there, in there, they're not going to be able to find it right they're going the title. It goes back to what does the customer call it? Right. Yep. right. So um, get that metadata, do your research, get that in there because that will help everybody. I have recently in the last year or so redesigned the service portal for our corporate um, users to use. And whenever we sat down to do this analysis of how we were going to design it, what would be best for our customers, we talked to customers, that kind of stuff. One of the options that was kind of, that brought up was don't put any buttons, just have the search and everything goes through search. They go in and what do you want today? Um, so we, we looked at doing that and whenever we tested against our customers, we gave them two options. They liked the one that had the three buttons and the search option. So we went with that. But that was, once again, we asked the customers. So, but you're right. On the search meta, you have to put in, you have to be able to to target that to the stuff that they're going to search for. Um, one of the... Um, one of the best things is we have a, a leave request form in our system. And so we call it leave request. Well, some of the customers were calling it um, um, paid time off form, that kind of stuff. So we had to go in and update the, the search functionalities to so that those keywords could be searched also. So... You just have well, to kind of update for that. You do. And, and it's all continual self it's, it's continual improvement, right? I mean, you, you constantly have to be updating metadata. And if you are like most of us and you don't have a team of 47, you know, it, it is difficult sometimes. So put things on a schedule. You know, when you get it done, say I'm going to address metadata, you know, in – you know, right, right, right. September yep. of next September of every year, you address that metadata. You know, you make scheduled times to do those kind of improvements with the system, especially when it comes to, you know, making it functional for your end user. Right. I have a question for you, Jason. Okay. How do you feel about taking and personalizing the the portal for your customer, for oh. each individual customer? <laughs> So I like the I like some things like you can put generically them, I mean like you, you know can, you bring it up and it says hello Brent yeah I, I I think it's really unique I think it's really neat I don't think it has it doesn't add any functionality but it does give that hey that's cool feeling to it um, anything more than that because that's actually something you can do fairly easily yep anything like major stuff might be a little more sketchy to me, but little stuff like that, I think is great. The two things that our customers liked when I redesigned the, the portal was uh, that one of them was that it said, hello, Brent, because it acknowledged that they were somewhere that knew who they were. So they, it, uh, I don't know. They kind of liked it. Gave them a warm, fuzzy feeling, I guess. Um, the other thing that we implemented, very custom, very, very custom kind of thing, is we allowed them to make 
catalog items and knowledge articles, uh, Markham was favorites. And they really liked that because they could customize it. Well, they're not customizing the page, but now they have a place that they can go and it's a custom list of things that they do all the time. So yeah, they that, really that, liked that. That seemed pretty cool. I, I saw that when we were looking at uh, your, that the other day. I thought that was really a neat thing. I don't know. The question is, is the juice worth the squeeze, as a friend of mine says? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that. But if your end user is very – if they're in the portal a lot and that's really important to them and you've talked to them and that's something that they want, I don't see why you wouldn't just jump at building something. I, it's weird because we didn't – we redesigned our portal. We had the out of the box with a few customizations on it. And it was, people were like, ah, this is kind of clunky. We didn't like how it works, that kind of stuff. So we sat down and we did the redesign. We talked to the customers, that kind of stuff. But we didn't do a huge marketing thing other than, hey, the site's updated. It's going to look a little different. Here's a video tutorial on how to use it. And our usage Actually, in the next week, as soon as I deployed it, that full week and the next week, our use on that portal tripled. And it has actually stayed at that level since then. It goes up and down every once in a while, but we tripled our user uh, by doing that because people are like, oh my gosh, this works. That's awesome. yeah, the user engagement yeah. is, is, is huge. Um, and that's also why I really like the, uh, the agent, uh, the uh, virtual agent as well, because I think it drives that same kind of engagement. I could see that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, and guys, it, it, this is a work in progress. And so we're going to, it's, it's crawl, walk, run, right? Right. So get your portal to where it's looking pretty good out of the box and then move it up from there, move it up from there. How many renditions I've, of the portal have you done for that company? Uh, the, my full-time job, um, let's see about four or five, um, major re revisions. Sure. Um, there are certain things like uh, a couple week, uh, a couple months ago, we added the system status button to our portal. So they can go see what's going on kind of stuff. So we added that, but yeah, major additions, four or five since, since we have put, put it out there. And it's just gotten more use ever since. That's so. amazing. Plus, I'm going to tell you, I, I will say, and in, in, in later um, podcasts when we're doing video, we're going to do some showing of things. But I'm going to tell you that the portal that you built for that organization, the most current one, is my favorite portal that I have seen in years. So, um, you know, it's it's a really great portal or it's very simple, very you know, straightforward. It still has the same thought process. It's you didn't change the functionality of service. No, now. We didn't change. Yeah, we didn't change the functionality, but it is a. Uh, it's what I always preach not to do. It is. Custom. <laughs> it is a very very custom thing, but. Um, but they have somebody like you that can support it. Man, right. A lot of these companies don't have somebody like that you that can support it. it. Right. And it's not like we went and made custom functionalities. What we did was we didn't like the shape of the buttons. So we went and took the 
cloned the the icon widget and we just changed the code so that we could have a round button or we did this and all. So it wasn't like we changed all the the background functionality. We just changed it so we could change the look. So some of it is background function, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of it's background function, but, but not all. Not of most yeah. of it. Yeah. Right. Right. I think so, that the one area that it's okay to customize if it's effective is the end user experience. Yes. Because, like was, I said, that's where you get the buy in. Yeah. Yep. Right. When I uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let's take a quick break. Um, let's listen to our sponsor. Um, take a moment. Now, remember, guys, we are not affiliated or associated with ServiceNow in any way. We are just uh, a few nerds that absolutely love ServiceNow and think that it's like the best thing. So, um, so again, um, just, uh, just understand that. And we will be back after these quick words. All right, we're back. Uh, this is Jason Gibson again with, with Brent and Randy at Service Sharp. Um, we are talking about end user experience and in the in the portal. Uh, we've talked a little bit about um, when it's when it's right to customize and when it's not. Uh, and I wanted to make a point about that, and, and it's very simple because if you have the team to support it today, but you don't necessarily think that you'll have the, the team to support it forever, right? So then don't do it. If you think that, nope, we got the right people, we were always going to have somebody to support it, then building in those those configurations and customizations on the portal can deliver really good results inside, you know, your organization with your end users. And it might, and, and it might be worth it, right? But it, might not. So it, it goes down to the business case. Just make your business case. Make sure that the that the desire and the need and the benefit outweighs the the um, the customization issues, which are upgrade stuff and making sure that if they change something, you have to change something with them. Uh, things to that effect. Well. <clears throat> I I agree, um, especially on the current support. I mean, it's not always something you're going to know whether you're going to have those support forever because things change quite a bit. But I would say that you need to just as any software development platform you have, you need to have a good documentation policy and uh, you ought to have a run book somewhere that says this is, this is the add ons we created and this is the reason why we did that. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be an exhausting novel. It can just be, um, the um, you know name of the add-on. This is the table that we created. This is you know da 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 the hooks and everything like that. So that people coming in later can read that, get up to speed, and, and know why you did something. Absolutely, you know. And the, and the nice thing is, um, if you do that kind of documentation and you do the kind of commenting in your code, that's another really important thing. The, the people who are doing it need to comment the code really well. So build it at right, comment the code, do great documentation, uh, put it in your knowledge base. There, there's no reason why you couldn't put in your knowledge base all the things that you've changed. You don't have to put it on an Excel spreadsheet somewhere. So um, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a good idea to, to do. And I know documentation can be a drag, but it's not just for future users. It's for you too. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but 
I could get up and go get a Coke and come back and forget what I was doing. I was, I really wish I commented what I was going for here. I was about to say the same thing because I can go back and look at a script and go, okay, what was I doing here? Oh yeah. I have a comment. That's what I was doing. So yes, it, it helps me when I go back a year and a half later to go, okay, now what, what, how did I do this? So, well, and, and you learn it, right? Do what? Yep. You learn it. You make yeah. that mistake. You go back and you go, I have no idea what I did on this. And then you spend t- two hours trying to figure out how you created it in the first place. And you learn, oh, you know, I need to, I need to make sure and document this. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, uh, I, I got a question I, and I, this is going to be ignorance on my part because I haven't really kept up with the portal a whole lot. There's um, no stupid questions. <laughs> yeah, there are. Trust me. Um, um, but has ServiceNow adopted gamification uh, principles and stuff like that for the portal? Is that available? Um, and what are your thoughts on it if it is? I don't think they really have yet. Um, okay. Yeah, they're, it's it's getting better every rendition that they come out with, but it, it, there's a lot of uh, things that would be nice if they'd add. <laughs> well, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I understand what you mean by gamification of it. Well, it, the gamification is the just a principle where, um, in order to drive user engagement, you give you know badges and yep. and, yeah. and and things like that, and so you earn points for submitting tickets on the, on the portal or you earn points for voting on a knowledge base article or something like that. And, and as you earn points interacting with the system, your badge goes up, you know, maybe showing that you're, you know, whatever level. And it's, it's a simple psychological hook to get people, um, <laughs> to get people engaged. It, you know, it's, it works yeah. quite a bit. Well, that, yeah. well, that does work quite a bit on the ServiceNow developer portal. Right, the they, community they have that. Community yep. has yep. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think the individual portals yet. They do allow for feedback, and but there's no point system yet. That is kind of a neat thing that maybe one of us should look at creating for uh, for ServiceNow, and uh, maybe an idea that might be a, a good uh, custom app. You know. <laughs> Like that. Well, it'd have to be custom within the. Yeah, you'd have to come up with some kind of widgets and scoring and that kind of stuff in yeah, the portal. But yeah, that could be, be done. But build though, I mean, really, you know? Yep. yep. You can make it Star Wars themed, and everything is some sort of Star Wars badge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm sorry, the nerd's coming out of me right now. Actually, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, it it'd be better probably to. Uh, do that towards the the organization. So I already said healthcare is where I've done most stuff. So you know you could do it all healthcare terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something relevant to the to the user base yep. without trying to offend somebody. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I, yeah. the, the lowest badge has to be thought out really carefully because you know nobody oh, wants the, it. Lowest badge is always IT person. Okay, just, well that works. Yeah. That that works. That, that does work. I would just let HR approve my badges and not worry about that part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get feedback from marketing. Yeah. <laughs> that actually is kind of a cool idea. So I don't know. Maybe on my spare time I'll I'll ping something out. 
Spare time. What's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, what else? Anything else we got to talk about? I, what are you in a hurry? <laughs> no. <I'm just> <laughs> are there other I times? I people want to hear us sit here and just be silent. So. Yeah. True. That's true. I mean, you know, we uh, watch paint dry or something. No. Uh, so, yeah. So one of the things that I want to talk about that we haven't talked about, and I, and I know that uh, we, we don't have a lot of time left, but um, is what Brent's brought up early on. And that's the uh, portal ability to reach out to other parts of the organization that aren't IT, that aren't looking for source, for self-service, um, things that are custom portals, like, uh, you know, we built a, a, a portal for the Stevenson Cancer Center, and we've built portals for, for all kinds of different, you know, things so what do you what have you seen that you thought was like the coolest portal um what do you think everybody should build is there any kind of suggestions around any of that um no i mean it's mainly up to what what your needs are for the i mean the the self-service portal is probably the most primary one that people would put out and use um, then there are the ones out of the box or get loaded with plugins like the like I mentioned timesheet portal the project portal uh, that kind of stuff you know I've, I've seen uh, I saw a portal one created um, I actually was a part of the project but I actually didn't build the portal um, but uh, they built a portal that was built for um, it was basically it's IT staff, but they were a tier one. So they're there. They were out in each of the different uh, organizations that were affiliated. And so they built a, a tier one portal. You know, that was a pretty good idea. And as far as, you know, being able to get to the stuff that they're specifically trying to do, it was, it was good. Um, I liked the, the portal you know, the portal outreaches that are not, that don't have anything to do with IT. Uh, I know that's weird, but I really like the fact that ServiceNow can reach out to um, other parts of your organizations. I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, we w- worked with the police department to do a, 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 a portal for them to track their contacts with the people that they've been uh, seeing while they were on patrol, um, you know, things to that effect. We worked with another customer to create a public form that they can fill out that saves to encrypted database with PHI. So there's lots of cool stuff out there. Um, so don't be limited by, oh, this is uh, only has to be for the IT side. It only has to be IT portal. Now, that is the primary focus of what is built out for currently is for the ServiceNow applications. It's just an example of what could be done. (laughs) Exactly. It's just an example of what can be done. Um, We built a custom application that will allow um, our, that allows our nurses to go and re up or point out or no, to log that they've renewed their certifications and um, that they've taken classes, that kind of stuff. All this was done through a paper process and uh, with Jason's help, uh, and then I took it over once he left. My organization went somewhere else and left me. Um, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we built all that, but the customer needed somewhere they could go to check on the statuses and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I didn't want to mix that all in with their IT, uh, their service IT stuff. So I built a portal for them to go in. They could log it from there. They could see the status. Their directors could go in and approve them, all that kind of stuff, all from that one portal. So it was focused just for that. So that was always nice too. And they've enjoyed that because it's easy for them to use. And it's quicker to build. So you say, you, you asked me, you know, why, why build it here? Why do that? Um, a, a couple of reasons. The, the biggest reason, in my personal opinion, is because you can build it significantly faster. Um, you know, the, the reality is when you're building a full application and a full portal, outside of ServiceNow, the development time is significantly more. So, um, it's, it's a great place to have it. You already own it. Yep. So it, you might as well utilize it better. Right. And it, uh, it's you, if you're storing the data in service now, you might as well pull it out through service now or input it through it. So using the portal is just a great way, way to do it. And if you do your themes correctly and the portal stuff, you can have the same theme across all the others. It's, however you want to do it, but it is a quick and easy way uh, once you get the hang of it to create portals. I've actually created several now because of that kind of process. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. fruit with high impact is pretty sweet. Oh, yes. Yep. Well, and I've noticed that too. It seems like I can do some amazing things in the system that don't really get as much recognition as you do a pretty a, a great thing in the portal. Maybe not as amazing or not as great or not as, but you're going to get more visibility and more uh, people coming to the platform every time you do that. And the portal is a great way to, to, to really engage the customer and, and have them start buying in and bringing that back into service now. Yep. So. All right, guys. Well, I know this was a little shorter than our normal four-hour meeting, um, but uh, <laughs> glad, glad you guys are on the phone. There's probably uh, some people relieved about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like our listeners, probably. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's great. They're not going to go through so long this time. But I don't have to hit the fast-forward button so much. They're going to be like, hey, it's only it only says like 30 minutes or so. Did they? Is this a complete episode? <laughs> <laughs> so where's the rest? Uh, yeah. Uh, but, well, thank you guys, and I appreciate you joining me. And uh, we've got some other great topics coming up. We've been talking about those. Um, one I'm particularly, particularly, excuse me, uh, excited about. So um, keep in mind that we do love your feedback. So get out there, drop us our feedback, and look at the show notes, and we may. We may put something uh, fun or interesting or some code in there that we talked about on the show. So um, just, uh, I guess, till next time, I'll see you then. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. I got to find Okay. Not enough time. <laughs> <laughs>